this morning we want to look at why are we called overcomers? Why we are called overcomers? Why are we called overcomers? Why has it suddenly changed between the Old Testament and New Testament? Old Testament, you know, the remnant are actually survivors. Those who are left over. God still has a great plan for them because when you see, God will always talk about the remnants. However, in the New Testament, no, the, the, the bar was raised. And no, you are not just survive. You have actually prevailed. Amen. You have a testimony. You have something to share. There is something in it that has made you a better person. The pictures of this are actually in the Old Testament, except that the reality of it became established for us in Christ Jesus. But let's look this morning. We, won't, we may not be able to look at everything, but we'll continue whichever dimension God will have us continue. Why? Have we been called overcomers? Why are we called overcomers? There must be a reason behind that. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 to 5, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. For whatever, if you are reading all King James, it says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. I want us to understand this very clearly. Whatever is born of God, whatever has experienced the second birth, in God, whatever is a product of God will overcome the world. Whatever carries the nature of God, and you know we are, overcomes the world. That's where we need to take it from. And the scripture takes it further and says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So that there'll be no confusion about what faith is talking about. It goes ahead to say, who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. 
Amen. Amen. Victory declaration of who we are as overcomers actually began. The journey began the moment we have our entrance into the new life that is in Christ Jesus. Our victory actually starts, our being overcomer starts the moment a man declares and says, Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. You accept that truth. You believe it, which leads to our conversion because you know that's where our salvation lies. And that is why I get very worried when I heard that some popular people in religious circle want us to compromise that. They say, where did this sonship issue is the problem in religion? Why can't we leave it and just say Jesus is just a good, you know, a very nice person. We all believe in him. No, 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 no. They, they are saying trade your victory. Just trade it. Trade it in. Accept something less. We can never overcome the world the moment we compromise the truth about his sonship. Because that's where our sonship lies. Are you getting this point? There are, there are no, there are points, there are truths that are not negotiable. You don't even negotiate them. You don't even debate them. It's either somebody believes it or they don't believe it. Because that is where our victory, our triumph starts from. Brothers and sisters, the faith that we have been called to, that is the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm still not talking about what he did and all that stuff. Let's just be, we are talking about faith in our Lord Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. That faith in his side, that confession in his side, is the victory that has overcome the world. Once you deny it, you have relinquished your victory by yourself. His sonship, belief in his sonship, that then qualifies us to be sons, is where the victory starts from today. Are we getting this point? These are, and as, and as a people, we need to be careful. At things we, we consider negotiable and things that are not negotiable. The point I made earlier on, I was actually doubting it when a pastor told me, but I've, soon re- I've, I've since read it myself by some religious leaders, popular religious leaders. And say, if this sonship is, thing, is something, I think we can simply say, okay, we all accept him. As what? Are you getting the point? Then as what? <laughs> Brothers, if this is an emphasis I have to make today, I will make it again. Please, the confession of Jesus Christ as the Son of the Living God is key to living a life 
and overcome. Don't trade it, don't negotiate it, and don't invite anyone into a faith that denies that. So, okay, fine. If since you believe that is this, just, let's just accept that and we can go on. No, we are not going to go on because the person cannot survive it. There's no victory in anything less than this confession. confession. I'm showing us non-negotiable points. If we want to work as overcomers, there are things that we have to hold on solidly to. They are non-negotiable. Amen. Is that first point clear? I just want us to, to get that first point very clear. Now, if we, if we have already, if we have that point clear in our hearts, then let's go back again in that same first John, because there are some truths we need to understand there. Verse 9 of chapter 3, and I'll go to chapter 4 later. Verse 9 of chapter 3 still looking at how this affects us. Whatsoever is born of God will always overcome. It doesn't matter what challenge you bring against it. It doesn't matter because something dramatic happens. When somebody makes that confession, something happens. Something changed. And this is what has changed. Let's look at verse 9 of 1 John chapter 3. It says... Um, oh, okay. I'll read from verse 7 for context, but verse 9 is where I'm going. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, let's notice from there, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Please, who has come to destroy the works of the devil? No, the scripture tells us who did. The son of God. I hope you knew that that was what Satan was trying to contest in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, temptation of Jesus. If you are the son of God, because he knows that it is key it is key. If you are the son of God, do this. If you are the son of God, do that. Because it means a lot to him. I may not be able to go into all of that today, but I just want us to take note of this. The sonship of Christ means a lot to the devil. It means a lot. It means the whole world to him. And that's where you will see several religions. In fact, there's hardly any religion where you won't see Christ mentioned. Are you following me? Where they will say, we, we, we know him, we believe him. Except not as the son of God. Do you get that point? It's a vital thing. And I will also tell you another thing that we need to hold on tenaciously too, and subsequently we will develop them. But let's just be knowing this 
this landmark, they are ancient landmark that nobody should shift. You can't move them. They are core to our faith. They are core to our testimony. They are core to who we are. It is the Son of God who has come, who has been made manifest, who has been shown in the flesh, so that it can destroy the works of the devil. It doesn't matter how many they are, works of the devil. It doesn't matter how many weapons, it doesn't matter how many devastation the enemy has caused. When the Son of God is made manifest, was made manifest, the purpose was, sim was simple, to destroy the works of the devil. As long as this one is the work of the devil, wherever the Son of God shows up, it has to be destroyed. Let's go on quickly, and let's read the implication of that. Whoever has been born of God, and I want you to, to see the connection quickly, why we are called overcomers. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. Second birth. What happened at the point of second birth is not just a mouth confession, something actually happened to our DNA. Something happened to who we are. Something happened because it's a deceit of God. That word seed is actually talking about the DNA. This Pama. Are you following me? So it's actually not just a mouth confession. Our second back is not just a mouth confession. Something drastic happened inside of us that we all have to know We, we literally, we actually become changed. We actually carried something that we didn't have before. The seed of God is now resident in our lives. The same life that Jesus had, that God had, is, has actually now been put into us. Are you following me? So we do not carry any other nature other than the very nature that God carried and Jesus himself carried. Am, am I speaking a language that we can't understand this morning? I know it's complex because this, this is a mystery we are, God is helping us to teach. It's a mystery. But just know that in you something happened. You were no longer the same person. You are actually not. And until we get that straight in our head, we can never live a victorious Christian life here on earth. Even though something has happened to us, if the realization of what happened did not dawn on us, we will actually not be able to live this life victoriously. Something changed. 
Something definite changed in who I am, in who I have become. May the Lord help us to understand this truth in Jesus' name. Because believers, we must understand what has happened to us. And that is why there's nothing to glory in, in our old nature. Because this is a nature matter. Are you following me? This is a nature matter. It's not just a matter of uh, activities and religion. This is a nature. This is a, this is a complete change of person. Anybody who wants to live correctly must know that something changed in my life. My life is no longer what it was, even a minute ago, even a millisecond ago. Something changed. And that's why I like some of those of us who come from uh, the part of Africa come from, you will understand why some of why in those days when people get saved, the kind of song they sing, they actually, they are a revelation. I'm a new creation, I'm a new, I'm a brand new man. Oh, things have passed away, I'm born again. More than a conqueror, that's who I am. I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. As we were singing it that time, there's something that sprang inside of us. I still meant that. I'm not, uh, I'm a young man, but I still meant those old songs. And when we sang it, it was as if something sprang inside of us. You cannot be the same again. You can't. Something just tells you, no, 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 you can't. Because a revelation dawned in us. Can you see the connection between second birth, the new creation, the new life, and triumph? In that little Little song. I'm a new creature. I'm a brand new man. Oh, things have passed away. I'm born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Brand new. Not refurbished. Religion will refurbish you. Will tell you if you do it this way, if you do it this way, if you dress this way, just make your hair look like this and then don't talk too much. Just do it this way. Yeah, you'll be okay. No, you are not okay. You are refurbished. Are you following me? What God gave us, it's not a refurbished life. It's a new life. A new life that comes with victory in, on its own. You will discover that, that place we read in First in John chapter 5 says this is the victory, our faith. Our faith in what? You haven't done anything. Just you are just born, and you are born a conqueror. You are born more than a conqueror, actually. You are born an overcomer at that same spot. Wow. And that's why in those days, the kind of prayers we pray today, we don't pray them then. 
They are strange. When as believers, we are still talking about, let's pray about all the witches attacking us. No, 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 no. That time we simply see ourselves as above them. Above them. Above them. I'm beyond somebody they can touch now. I'm above being a prey to witches and wizards. I am above it. It's a mentality. I just live above them. May a fresh revelation of who we are by virtue of the second birth dawn on our heart today in Jesus' name. Amen. Several of us, we have lived below who we are because we didn't understand what happened to us. The seed of God, the DNA of God, the sperma of God was planted in us. Whether or not we leave it out is a different thing entirely. But we are called overcomers from the first day we were born. We were born to conquer the world. We were born to overcome the world. Whatever the enemy throws at us, we were born to overcome it. Are you getting what I'm trying to say this morning? For those who are young in the faith, for those who are older in the faith, this may not necessarily be what you need this morning, but I'm conscious of those who are young amongst us who see the second by being born again as if it, it's not a religious slang. Let's also say we are born again. No, 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 no. Something changed. Mm-hmm. Let's look at where I'm trying to. So the seed of God remains in him. And the first victory he will begin to see is a victory over sin. Are you getting the point I'm making? You just discover because the gene, the, the gene of God is inside of him. And that's what we call partaker, being partakers of the divine nature, the nature of heaven, whilst we are here on earth. Are you following me? Partakers of the divine nature. And I'm going to read some of these. But know that our second birth actually guarantees, bequeaths to us victory, triumph over every work of the enemy, whether it is sin, whether it's sickness, whether it is whatever it may be, whatever it may be, whatever it is, the scripture says we overcome. We are overcomers. We are born like that. Whether we allow that to, to be evident in our life depends on the revelation we have. Mm-hmm. Depends on the truth we have been told. I've come back to this issue of living, living triumphant life over sin, over habits, over traits. That you know they don't longer belong to your to your new nature. But let's leave that as it is for today. But let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17 says, or maybe I should take it from 16 because that gives this context as well. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. We consider no man after the flesh, after the natural man. We don't consider them like that. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh in the natural body. But more than that, yet now we know him 
does no longer. We no longer see him that way. We know that even though he came in the human body, he actually, his nature was completely not human. It's a divine nature he came with. Are you getting me? And that testimony became clear to us as we saw his life, as we saw how he overcame temptation, as we saw how he overcame the enemy on every side. But we won't go there. Uh, I just know that. But look at the next one. It says, um, yes, therefore, on this account, on this basis, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Not that they will become new. They have become new. A new man is existing. A new man is existing. A new man is, a, is, is, is in position now. The old one has gone. Still in the same body. If you had a mark or a scar on your hand, you will still see the scar. But the real you is no longer that. The real you is completely new. The inhabitant, the inhabitant of this house, of this outward body has changed. The owner has changed. The occupier is no longer the same. Are you following me? Though can still be recognized by this outward house, but the one who is inside has changed. And that is the victory. The, the victory that the understanding of the new man that we are gives us is the, the first key that we have to victory. Because it sets us apart. It immediately tells you, I'm not in that category. If people say they are being attacked in their, in their, in their, in their, in their whatever, you know, by witches and wizards, I'm not in that category. Why do you look for the living among the dead? It's not there. You remember when the disciples were looking, when the people were looking for Jesus and they went to the grave? They said, it's not there. Why are you looking for the, the angel has said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? It's no longer here. You are no longer there. Because something has changed. Something, there's been a translation from being a victim to an overcoming. Hallelujah. Something changed because you carry now the nature. you carry now a different nature that the enemy dreads. The enemy is terrified by it. You may not know, but he knows. Just the way the moment Jesus was born and they said, is the son of God, he became terrified and did everything to eliminate him. I hope you knew. Let's kill all male sons, everyone born, let's kill them. 
That's how much he, dread, he dreaded it. And exactly any time any woman, any person genuinely gets born again and the seed of God is inside of them. Can I tell you the truth? The enemy dreads it immediately. And the only thing he can do is to keep you and I in ignorance of who we are. He knows he can't do no more. The moment he keeps us in ignorance, and we keep on seeing ourselves in the old rather than in the new, at least it's scoring the point. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Ignorance is one thing that God wants to take away from our lives. Because we must know who we have by virtue of the second birth. John chapter 3, verse 5. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Are you following that? Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. So whatever is born naturally remains natural and is subject to every natural thing. Is subject to elements of this world, according to Galatians. Is subject to everything that is common to everybody, and the outcome remains the same for everyone. Outcome. Not necessarily the event. For a Christian, it's not the event that is the problem. It is the outcome. Our victory is in the outcome we get. Even if we experience the same thing, you know the outcome can be different. What, what is said, the fire that is said to destroy others ends up purifying us. The decision that is, was meant to crush us actually became something that has, has actually built us because of our nature, because of who we are. And that is why, according to Romans 8, verse 28, which I've quoted several times, all things work together for good. It is not the event, it is the outcome. To those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. Let's go quickly forward. And that which is born of the Spirit is himself spirit or herself spirit. Can you see that? Those who are born naturally, they are natural. Those who are born spiritually, they are actually, who are born of the spirit, they are not actually just spiritual. They themselves, they are spirits. They themselves, they are spirits. They are not just natural beings. They have actually become divine beings. They are not just terrestrial beings. They are actually celestial beings. They are no longer sinners, but they are saints. I know that is one word, you know, that has confused many, many things for ages. They wait for people to die, and then they say, let's christen them and make them saints. No, 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 no. You are a saint right from the word go. That's, I don't think that's debatable to those of us who are here because we've taught this several times. So you are a saint now. If you call me Saint Cheson, I will gladly answer you, saint. <laughs> saint Mark, he is a saint. 
Yes, you can put your name there, Saint Charles, Saint everybody. Saint <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's who we are. Yes, so Saint Charles. It says so. Those who are born of the spirit, they themselves they are spirits. Amen. They are spirits. There's something about there's something about about that that singular word. Let's look at what was about it, which I want us to pick this afternoon quickly. And it says that do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. If you must live this, if you must live this Christian life, if you must truly experience the life of an overcomer in the kingdom of God. There's no, no negotiating it. You cannot dodge it. You cannot do it otherwise. Don't just be religious. You have to be born again. A change of nature has to occur inside of you. And I call anyone who is on this platform today. If all you have been done all your life is to play religion, please, today, you need to drop religion. You need to embrace the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. You need to embrace the truth that is being revealed today, that you need to be born again. You need to come into Christ. Your nature needs to be changed. Otherwise, you continue to struggle. Look at it. Say, there are spirits. Look at that. And it says, um, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. They become unpredictable, not for man, not just for man alone, but even for the devil. The devil doesn't know how to catch them. He doesn't even know where they are going to come from. Are you following what I'm talking about? Because they are spirit themselves. They are not viewed the way the world views them. The world will want to see them as natural people. Even the devil wants people to believe that. But no, we are more than that. And whatever the enemy cannot comprehend, it cannot defeat will become incomprehensible. The second bar makes us incomprehensible for the devil. He can't understand you. He thought, oh, that we have done this, and he saw the same person coming out and rejoicing and singing and dancing. He said, what kind of human being is this? Are you following what I'm talking about? We thought we did. He would just give up on his faith. No, it has only made him stronger. We thought with this, it will abandon this confession. No. It has only given him a testimony. May the Lord help us to understand this truth in Jesus' name. Whoever is born of the Spirit is himself spirit. You are the devil can you are a mystery. So the point I'm trying to make today is that. We are a mystery to the devil himself. We become a mystery to him. We become ununderstandable. 
a people it cannot comprehend, it doesn't understand you. We think, and one of the mistakes we make is that we think the devil knows everything about our life. He doesn't. He guesses. He makes a guess. Are you following me? He doesn't know. But we are the ones who expose ourselves to him with our ignorance. He thinks he knows you. He said, no, it's Satan, you don't know me. You don't understand who I am. I'm a mystery. Just the way Jesus remained a mystery for him. For all through his sojourn here, he was a mystery to the devil. Didn't know where, how, when, where to catch him. May we remain a mystery to the kingdom of darkness. Amen. A people, they can't figure out. They just can't figure you out. They try. Let's try to understand them. Let's try to understand them. You remember this case with the children of Israel? That's just a shadow for us. When they call Balaam uh, to come and curse them, when Balaam called, called Balaam to come and curse them, he said, okay, let's curse them from the mountain. They took him to the mountain. It couldn't work. Let's take him to another one. It couldn't work. Because they remain a mystery. It's a people that are not understandable. Are you following me? That's who you are. And that's why no curse can rest upon you. So the point we are making today is that we are born actually as overcomers. The second bar, we were born. In the second bar, we were born as overcomers. We were born to be sold. Are you following me? <laughs> Everything a lion needs to be a lion was born with the lion. Okay, yeah. Did you get that point? Yeah. Everything it takes for a lion to be a lion was born with the lion. You cannot call a small lion a goat. It's not. If, if we carry the same, the same gene, the same DNA as the lion of the tribe of Judah, who has overcome, then you know who we are. You know what our destiny is. Our destiny in this life is to, if, that we have come into this life to be overcomers to triumph, to rule over, to have dominion. The lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome. And because he has overcome, we have overcome. That's who we are. Go around and tell yourself in your room, in your bed, I'm an overcomer. It doesn't matter what, has, what the enemy is trying to raise around me. I'm an overcomer. I will have a testimony of overcoming, even over this one. I won't go into the overcame him today because that's another dimension to this truth we are talking about. What let's first of all believe that is the Son of God, which qualifies us to be sons of God through Him, which bequeaths to us a new nature that the devil does not understand. Are you following me? It gives us a completely new nature. Everything we will need to live above sin, to live above Satan, to live above the powers of darkness. We are already born with it. It's already inside of us. It is inside of us. It's either whether we bring them out, whether we leave them out. He said, for this cause, where the Son of God manifested. So he lived out, out of who he is, out of who he was, and still is. What God is calling us to is to live out of this revelation of who we are. And we we'll continually see victory over the devil, whether he tries to, a thousand times or a million times, we'll continue to have a testimony over him. First John 4, 4, we read it last week, but let's put it in the context of what we are saying. 
about what happened when we said we became born again. And so anyone hearing me today, you are still not, you, you know that Jesus Christ is not in you. You are not in Christ. Today is your day to say, today, Lord, I confess my sin. I accept Jesus as my own personal Lord and Savior. And I invite him to live within me. I invite Christ to live inside of me. And 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, I've told you my journey in religion, a very religious Anglican man, and uh, still proud to be an Anglican, but a different Anglican. Yes, so it says, you are God, verse 4, little children, and I've overcome them. It doesn't matter what it is, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So at second birth, the greater one now has come to take his root, his place in our heart. Does that make sense to you? So we are not just living alone. We live with someone else inside of us. We have someone else occupying our life, the greater one. Who nothing is great, nothing can be as great as is the most high. The greater one is in us. It doesn't matter how great the one in the world calls himself, the greater one is inside of us. Are you following me? So, how can somebody who is greater be inside of you and you are considering yourself to be a victim of the one who is a lesser being? Satan is a lesser being, and he knows it. May we go with confidence, knowing that the one who is inside of us, by virtue of the second bath, is greater than he who is in the world. And that's why I say, we say, invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart. We don't actually know what we are talking about. We are saying the greater one, who no one can defeat, who cannot be defeated, who has proven his victory over Satan everywhere, is now inside of me. Are you following me? May we rise up from here Amen. with full confidence today that by virtue of the second birth, we have overcome the world. We have overcome he who is in the world. Because the seed of God, the very person of Christ, is inside of me. And is inside of me. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Just this little confession. And this little understanding is what overcomes the world. It looks so simple. It looks so easy. But it is the victory. Our journey as overcomer starts on the day that we became born again.